Hey, welcome to another episode of Rosenballs Presents NBA Betting. Season's almost upon us. I know this is a, a tough time because you got, obviously, NFL's coming. Football uh, is there. People are going to be forgetting about the NBA. Well, we're not. All right? We're going to be talking about it. We're going to try to do the awards. We're going to try to uh, spin through this in, in about a 15-minute pod here. Going through some award predictions, and we're going to start in kind of a lot of random spots. So first off, Rookie of the Year is an interesting one. And this is a cheapie, in my opinion. Like, I, I you know when Mitchell and Simmons were battling it, Mitchell was right. Like, a rookie is a guy who was drafted that year. If you take off a year, you really shouldn't have the opportunity to win Rookie of the Year. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, and I think it's going to happen this year again. Okay? Like, uh, Wemby, I, I, I think, is a bad choice here. San Antonio is not going to let him play. Too many games, not enough minutes, and you know he's not going to have enough usage in the first year. They're going to bring him along slowly. You're going to see the breakout probably in year three. So I don't like Wenby. Scoot's the guy that of the players that were drafted that's got the best chance here, pending on the Lillard deal. If a Lillard deal happens, great. You know he's probably a, a decent favorite. If not, you know I don't know. So so that's why I don't love Scoot as much here. Uh, the guy who I like here is Chet Holmgren. All right, one year off. Uh, but I think OKC is going to be quite good. So he's going to be a contributor and probably, you know, the second or worst third best player, but a very good player on, I think, a playoff team. So I like Chet to win this one. Um, no one else here really comes to mind, kind of going through it. Like, eh, Brandon Miller, look... Too inefficient in the Summer League. Uh, great that I get into the Summer League, but it looks like he's going to take a bit more time. And it's already looking, by the way, like a big mistake for Charlotte. Reminiscent of the Gilchrist, Michael K. Gilchrist over Bradley Beal uh, notion. And look, you know, it's best player available or fit. Um, and I think for the argument here... It probably should have been best player available. But fine. I think Chet, rookie of the year. Let's go most improved. This is a tough one. It's usually, I think it's one of two things. It's usually like a guy, a nice comeback story, or a second-year guy that breaks out. And occasionally you have like the star that became a superstar, like a Steph Curry type example. Um, so going through that one, there's a couple guys in each bucket that I like, right? The second-year star, I don't see a ton of guys who are rookies or, like, you know, second- or third-year guys that I think are going to have that obvious of, like, an explosion here. Like, Hal Burnham was the guy last year because of his new scenario, but, like, Jabari Smith, now Bancaro. And Smith, no, because there's too many guys on Houston. Bancaro was good enough last year. He's got to be transcendent this year. That's asking a lot. So the amount he has to improve is, is, is like, way too big. Um, and then, like, after that, like, who are we talking about here? So there's not a lot of guys in new scenarios that, like, the team, like, the Halliburton thing is a good example where, like, a team is restructuring around one player. The guy I kind of like with the new scenario is Obi Toppin, but it probably won't be a significant enough improvement to win, like, MIP. He might go from, like, six points to nine points, right, or something. Or be like a, a nice middling guy. Like his peak to me 
is Aaron Gordon. Now, if he literally becomes Aaron Gordon, that could be enough to win. It should be. But that's not the story. And then, like, the start of a superstar thing is probably, like, you know, if someone really explodes, like, who is it? Darren Fox, Anthony Edwards, maybe. Yeah, Edwards has got a shot. His usage could increase if they move towns. Um, and then that's really it. Like, who else is supposed to have an elevated role or look like, wow, this guy is on the cusp of being a stud towards the end of last year, then he breaks it. Portland's got another candidate here. There's another, like, second-year guy who could explode. To me, again, that goes back to, like, Lillard has to leave, but, like, Shaden Sharp could be that guy. They're going to increase his usage in Portland. Uh, it's not a bad bet for Sharp to win most approved. He's going to get usage. He'll get minutes. But the guy I like for this award is Cade Cunningham. I think maybe he's going to want, want to reward him. And all he needs to do to win it, quite frankly, is just be healthy. It doesn't have to be that healthy. He has to be healthier. So the question you have to answer is... Of those guys, like which one's more most likely to happen? And the sharp scenario, like Scoot's gonna compete with him. Now, look, Detroit's gonna have Ivy there and and Thompson, you know, the Thompson twin. But Kay's gonna be running the show. Looked great in USA. I think he could at least give you like nineteen six and six, and probably do a little bit better. They're playing him like a Luca, you know, type talent in that rotation. He's gonna control a healthy amount of the usage. So he's going to put up numbers. My prediction will give you at least 21, like, 7 and 5. Uh, and probably inefficient shooting. And that's going to win it. He'll be look like a, a... It's funny. He was in the rumors for Shea Gilchrist Alexander a couple years ago. He's going to look like him. And, and that and that could win it. Look, those other guys that are notable. OKC's got guys that could take the next level. So Giddy could be a guy that, that goes from that, like, you know, subtle star to star. Um, so that's a chance. Look, Toronto... Uh, is going to have increased usage because Van Fleet's not there. But there's no other point guard taking the mantle, really. Like, it's not going to be Dennis Schroeder. That's ridiculous. Uh, it's not going to be Malachi Flynn. They're probably going to give it back to Barnes. And Barnes having a subpar year last year, just less likely that he's going to increase it the next year. And then you look around the league, there's really no other player that's fitting with that. Now, there's a couple of comeback guys that does the NBA want to reward these guys? So, again, I think this Cade, because if Cade is just healthy, I think he wins it. And the NBA wants to give him that award. I'll compare it to two other guys. So there's Ben Simmons on the Nets. Now they're saying they're going to start him. That's a nice little comeback story, but, like, the NBA doesn't like him, right? Like, they don't like guys that demand out and, and go through a whole drama. Uh, and also, he kind of, I don't know, we don't know. We just don't know the full stuff about the mental illness stuff, and, and that's a, a a weird, funny thing to pl- mess around with. I don't love that. So yeah, I don't, I don't think Simmons is, uh, you know, I think it hurts. The other guy that the NBA is not going to want to reward is Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving can have a, a great bounce back year, can make an All Star team, uh, and again, like. In if he was hurt or there was other things outside of his control that he left, that he was you know, missed games were fine. But his improvement is due to his own um, downfall. You know, it's self self imposed. So Kyrie's not a guy the NBA is going to want to reward, right? Uh, the other guy that could win this, that uh, the other guy to look at is Austin Reeves. So he's a guy. Does he become a star? Right, like if he flirts with an All Star team, you know, he's going to be a consideration. NBA is going to want to reward him, and he'll get the looks. You know, the Lakers have, what, 40 national games. 
So he's going to be a, another decent candidate. But yeah, of all the candidates, and given, again, the PR angle of who the NBA wants to reward, I like Cade Cunningham here. Detroit's not going to be good, but he'll put up the numbers. Let's go Coach of the Year. So Coach of the Year is typically, typically given um, to whoever has the most surprising season. And there's a couple factors in there, right? But it's basically, you just look at, like, where were they, where did Vegas or whoever predict them to finish? Where do they actually finish? Who had the biggest differential? And you have to obviously give more points to that the higher you go up, right? Like, going from 20 wins to 30, now it's impressive going from, like, you know, 50 to 57. And it's usually a surprise team. So I have a couple surprise teams, and then the question is, does the coach of those surprise teams win? I think OKC is going to be really good. Mark Donalti is, is going to be a, a big candidate here. He was a candidate last year, right? But if, if Chet's coming back, everyone's a, a, you know, a year mature. If Oshman Jane gives them anything, that team can flirt with the top four seed. They're going to be quite good. I mean, Chet makes them a lot better. So that, that's a good one right there. Um, other ones. Will Hardy and Utah. I think they're also going to be decent. I think they did well in the draft, getting Hendricks. I think Akjabi, a little maturity there. I think they're going to make a run. So I like, I like you know, Will Hardy is going to be candidate. Taylor Jenkins. Look, I, I think Memphis, I think John Moran reminds you of Derek Rose 2.0. Where, like, he's flashy, he, he puts up some solid numbers, the, the fans like him and all that. The team's definitely better with him, but regular season-wise, they can still be quite good without him. They got point guard depth now. Actually, funny, they're adding Derrick Rose um, to that rotation. It's sort of like a triple backup. But having Smart and Tyus Jones, that can make an argument they're just fine. And if Memphis finishes with the top two seed, Jenkins is in there. Mike Malone is in there. Uh, as well, right? Like, they're going to want to... Do they give him his flowers if everything stays the same? Okay. Um, and there's some other teams that guys could jump up. They're not going to win, you know, it twice. But, you know, Tom Thibodeau. Again, like, I think this, the Knicks have a clean rotation. I think they're going to be very good in the regular season. they got a chance to be a top two seed. If they're a top two seed, um, Thibodeau's there. I don't know if the NBA wants to, you know reward Thibodeau. If I was a betting man, I like Mark Denalti on uh, on OKC. Mark Denalta, whatever. I just think, like, they're probably going to be a top five, top four seed. If they're in that range, he's probably going to get it. John Morant's going to be back after 25. It's not like he's out the year. Um, and Denalta is the cool story. So I, I like him getting that award. Sixth man of the year. This one's just random. Like, you have to ask, like, who's going to be sixth man and, and who counts, right? So it also depends on, like, how coaches do the rotation. So, like, if I were doing it, like, if I were Atlanta, I would stagger Young and Murray, and I'm bringing one of them off the bench. Probably Murray, because you can't do this to Young, I suppose. But that's not going to happen, so it's here nor there. Um, and there's a lot of guys that could jump in here, Right. So, Charlotte, one of those guys is going to come off the bench. I think Charlotte's going to have a good season. And I think, you know, you want to start Brandon Miller. You want to get him in there. Bridges probably starts, which means one of Howard and Rozier, Hayward or Rozier, rather, come off the bench. And it's probably going to be, uh, it could be Rozier. If Rozier is the sixth man, 
you know, he, he, he defines that role. It comes in as a, as a gunslinger. You know, he, he's going to be candid, kind of like a Devontae Graham 2.0 for them. Kobe White had a expanded role towards the end. You know, he was a guy who you thought was on the outs, and then, then you know, as soon as you, they, they thought he was done, they brought him right back, gave him the extension. He's going to be a killer six-man for them. He might start, but... Um, it looks like now it's like it's like with Kobe White was really weird. Like, eh, we don't want to develop him. We don't want to. Oh, actually, wait, hold on a second. This could be something. Let's develop him. It's a weird scenario. Um, and, and then you just go around. There's really no one else. Someone in Indiana is going to be the sixth man. There's got Bruce Brown. So you got Halliburton between Halliburton, Naismith, Buddy, and Bruce Brown. Like, two of those guys are coming off the bench. And and I like Buddy. Buddy is another, like, he, look, he didn't want to be a backup at Sacramento, so he's going to have to eat some pride there. But he's not a bad call uh, either. They're really deep at the at the wing, and he's the guy that can just come in and start knocking down some shots. Then you got to look at the teams that are super deep and figure, like, oh, someone's coming off the bench there. Brooklyn's one of those teams. So Spencer Dinwiddie is a decent candidate here. If they indeed start Simmons, they got to figure they're doing something with Dinwiddie, um, and, and he and he could come off. And then there's really like, again, not a lot of other people. Portland, like Scoot's not going to win Rookie of the Year in sixth man. Like that was a weird thing with Ben Gordon. Not a whole lot of other guys who would fit here. Um, and by the way, another a most approved candidate could be Jordan Poole again, but he already won it, so probably won't fit. So I'm going to pick Spencer Dinwiddie for sixth man of the year. Now we get to the big boy, MVP. Um, this has now become like a who's due award. It started with Carmelo in the late 90s. Uh, you know, Garnett, uh, you know, Duncan, just kind of guys like he felt like they needed to finish his hair with one or two. So, like, look, and uh, I don't think he's going to win it again. I think they, they, you know, Jokic and Giannis are obviously at the top. So, like, if it's a dull season, one of those two win it. Tatum's a guy who you got to look at here because Boss is going to be good. He's going to get increased usage and, and minutes, honestly. And you think, like, how much higher can they go? Well, look. Uh, Porzingis isn't so healthy. Horford Williams, these guys are going to get hobbled. They lost Smart. Like, he's he's going to be the dependent factor. And if he could put up, like, 28, 29, which I think he will, like, 8 and 5 on decent shooting and they're a top 2 seed, that's really good. But, I mean, Giannis, though, also, right? Giannis kind of a good revenge year. And Middleton's going to be hobbled like he has been. Uh, they ha- they're not getting any younger. And they got a new coach, so, like... Giannis is a good call. I don't think they're going to give another one to Jokic, but if Jokic replicates his season and Denver finishes again with a top record and they just lost Bruce Brown, like it's hard not to give it to that guy. So I think that's that That to me is the clear top three and B, and B gets knocked out. Honorable mention, I think the Knicks are going to be good. I think Brunson is going to get some consideration, but like he's got to be incredibly good. He won't be at that level. Look, Tatum's the guy that people like. It's hard not to give it to Jokic. Um, Jokic or Giannis. Yeah. 
you know, I I, I, I liked I, I I could see Giannis, I could see Milwaukee just having another incredible year, um, and and just with people being hobbled and stuff like that, and him needing to sort of get another one to catch up to Jokic's MVP total, you know, the NBA could can coalesce, and those are my award recos, right? That's who I think is going to win these awards. I don't have all NBA team yet and all that stuff and all stars and all that. We could get to that, but but. That's my award records for the upcoming 23-24 season. Hope you enjoy.